When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Live Free Creative, the podcast that provides inspiration and ideas for living a creative, adventurous, and intentional lifestyle. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and I hope that each time you listen, you feel a little bit more free to live your life exactly the way you want to live it. Hello there, friends. Welcome to my podcast. I am so excited to be sitting here in front of this microphone today getting started on this project that has been brewing and bubbling in my head for over a year now, and here we are. I'm sitting on the floor of my childhood bedroom, visiting my parents this week, so I'm staying at their house. My 20-year-old sister has taken the kids out to the park so that I have some quiet, And I have my computer and my microphone sitting on a storage box, and I'm sitting cross-legged on the carpet trying to figure out what these lines and lights and sound waves mean as I jump in with two feet to this exciting new venture. I have so many things that I'm excited to talk about in the upcoming weeks and months and years of this podcast. It has been a long time coming, and because of that, I wanted to start today, just start us off with a bang with this episode about why now is the right time, the right time to get started with that thing that you have in your head that's been bubbling and brewing for you that you haven't yet embarked on. So that's what I want to talk about today. First, I want to just jump in lightly with a little bit of life lately. I will introduce myself and my family and the things that I do over the course of the next several episodes. I didn't want to do a big introduction episode. I'd rather just get to the meat. But just for chronicling what's happening in life, I thought that I'd start with a little segment I'm calling Life Lately. And here it is. Right now, we're in Salt Lake City, Utah. From here, we're going to go down to southern Utah for a few days, on to Phoenix, Arizona, where I'm teaching an indigo dyeing workshop. From there, we'll go to Austin, Texas for a week, which is where we lived for several years and just love, love, love. So we're going to be there for a week. I'll teach some workshops, and we'll see a bunch of old friends and eat a lot of food because there's so much good food in Austin that I'm excited to go back and eat. From there, we're going to drive through the southern states back up to Virginia. So we're going to hit New Orleans. We're going to go through Atlanta. We're going to stop in Charlotte. And then we'll get back home. When we get home in Richmond, we are going to be continuing with this renovation we've been working on for about six months. And the next stage of our renovation is the exterior. And we are so excited. We bought the house in January. We've done a lot of interior renovation. We added a porch earlier this year, which felt right for a Southern home. And starting the middle of August, we're going to have all of the siding removed 
repair any wood rot that there may be on this original. It's a 1948 Cape Cod home and we're certain that there are lots of surprises waiting for us underneath the original wood siding that we're taking off. And once that's all repaired and we're going to, you know, make it watertight again, the James Hardy siding goes up and it's going to be this beautiful, dark, deep ocean blue is the name of the color with white trim. And I just couldn't be more excited to see that vision of the exterior come together. Of course, we'll be working on the house for a while. There's lots of little things inside. Um, we didn't even touch anything in the upstairs. The attic level is the master bedroom and there's a master bathroom up there and all of that needs some help over the next little while. But the next phase is the exterior and I just think it's going to be amazing. I think it's going to look exactly the way that we have been hoping for and kind of the vision that I had when we first bought the house. Uh, months ago. Another thing that I am working on right now, just lately in my life, is trying to get back on track with running and exercising. We moved from Austin to Richmond last August, so it's been almost a year, and the move threw off my routine as moves tend to do. I had such a good routine of going to the gym three times a week, running a few days a week. I had friends that I would go to the gym with and do this super fun body pump class. I had my regular routes that I knew to run on trails or through the neighborhood. And it was so familiar and so habitual that the exercising was just a regular part of my life. And since moving, being in a new place and with new weather and not knowing as many people, not being as familiar with the gyms. The gym that I did join ended up not having body pumps. So that kind of threw me off because that was the class that I was used to. So I've really been trying to make an effort to get back on track with some regular exercise and, and running because I know I love those things and they are like therapy and sanity for me. And it has just been tricky to find a place to put them back in my life. So we're trying a couple new things. I've been running since I'm here in Utah, which I love to run because the mornings are so cool and the mountain air is wonderful. I am also going to be joining a rock climbing gym when we're back in Richmond. That's something that I did in college and I'm excited to see if doing some climbing will kind of help because I enjoy it so much. Maybe that will help get me back on a routine. So those are the things happening in life lately. And we'll just continue with that segment as we go on through the weeks. Now let's dive in to the purpose of this podcast today, and that is to talk about why now is the right time for that thing, whatever that thing is for you, that thing that you ha- that you want to do, that you're for whatever reason just not doing. And I know this feeling because I feel it often, um, an idea or a project or a chore even that you just kind of sit with and think about and think about and think about and don't actually get started on, those things can be kind of overwhelming and they can also be draining and emotional because you feel like you're letting yourself down even though you haven't even started. So I'm going to use this podcast as an example. Dave and I started talking about about me doing a podcast over a year ago. He suggested it and said, you know, you'd be really great at a podcast. You love to teach. You love to do workshops. So you speak in person. You love to, you know, present at conferences. You love sharing online. So all of these things can come together in this beautiful way with a podcast. And then your listeners can listen to you on the go and they don't have to, you know, watch a YouTube video or sit down and have the time to read a blog post. And I said, that is such a great idea. I love it. 
And I have so many other things going on. I write regularly on my blog. I was doing YouTube videos. I was getting ready to move and renovate the home and all these other things. And I have three kids and I have a dog and I have just life. And so it can be tricky. I thought, you know, there's going to be a time coming up. Like, let's put it off. In a few months, things might be a little more calm. Next year might be a better time, you know, to launch something like that. And so I didn't do it. Yes, but, yes, but. That was my response. Yes, but. There's going to be a better time. Then fast forward, I mean, it's over a year later, and for Easter, Dave gave me a podcast recording microphone. So in my Easter basket, there was this Yeti microphone, and I knew instantly that is for my podcast. He's providing me the tools. It's so sweet. Dave's so awesome and very supportive of all of the different ventures that I endeavor upon. And so he gives me this microphone and I'm like, yes, okay, okay. The time feels right. I'm excited. I'm ready. I want to figure it out. I want to do it. And friends, that microphone was in the box until this morning. The first time I cut the tape and opened the microphone was this morning to just do it. It's so funny. Why is it so hard to get started on the things that we actually want to do? I think it's hard because we are already doing our life and our life feels busy. Even if we're not filling it, it gets filled by tasks and by chores and by projects and by emergencies. And there, are, it always seems like there's something else. And... It can be really easy to simply take care of the problems and take care of the projects and the tasks that are given to us and live our life on the um, receiving end of the things that are happening to us. It can be easier to do that than it can be to proactively accomplish or endeavor upon or start, begin, create the things that we want for our life. And even though it's tricky, I'm going to venture that it is better and that we will be more fulfilled and more satisfied and more happy when we do the things that we want to do rather than just responding to the things that happen to us in our life. And so I have come up with four reasons. Now, this is as much for me as it is for you, because like I said, this podcast is an example of a thing that I've been wanting to do for over a year and haven't gotten to until today, sitting on my childhood floor in my in my old bedroom. So here are four reasons for you and me to begin right now the things that we want to do. Okay, I have done my best to silence the dogs. (laughs) I gave them treats. I let them outside. So hopefully the dogs will not continue to bark the way that they have for the last few minutes. I hope that's not too distracting. Again, I'm brand new to this, so we'll try to figure it out as we go. So I'm going to jump in with the four reasons to begin right now. Number one, this is something that has come from a print that my good friend Becky Simpson, she's an illustrator, she has a print in her shop, Chipper Things, that says this, starting somewhere now is better than starting somewhere later. Let me say that one more time so it sinks in for you. Starting somewhere now is better than starting somewhere later. Isn't that the best quote? I love it so much because It puts into this kind of a 
tongue-in-cheek way, this perspective that whether we start now or we wait for the time to be better or different or right, it's still just starting somewhere. It's probably unlikely that every single thing is going to be perfect and set up and tied up with a bow for us to begin whatever this thing is that we want to begin. And so whether you wait or start now, you're still just starting somewhere. Our whole life is the middle. Until the very end, we're just we're just learning and we're going with the flow and we're improving and we're changing and we're learning. And right now, you have all of the knowledge and experience and understanding and desire that you have right now. And in a month or a year or 10 years, you're going to have all of the knowledge and experience and desire that you have then. But it doesn't mean you're going to feel any more prepared or any more capable than you do right now. So starting somewhere now is better than starting somewhere later. There are so many things that you learn as you do them. So whether you begin now or you begin later, your true understanding and true knowledge that you'll gain doing the thing will be the same because you learn as you do it. Have you ever done something that you kind of had put off or had been thinking about for a long time and then when you finally did it, you thought to yourself, man, I wish I had started earlier. I wish I hadn't put that thing off. Now that I'm in the middle of it, I know that it's easier different, more exciting, or more fulfilling than I thought it would be. And I'm so glad that I'm in it now and I feel like I might maybe wasted some time by not getting started earlier. I think all of us probably have one or two things that we've done that as we were doing them or finishing them or processing through them, we thought, gosh, this is so much fun and I'm so glad that I'm doing it now. And had I known that it was going to be like this, I would have started even sooner. Don't waste your time thinking about the thing that you want to do when you could be experiencing it. You could be doing it. You could be living it. Starting somewhere now is better than starting somewhere later. Number two, there is no failure. There are only lessons. This is something that I have learned over and over again. And it still is hard to sink in because I think we live in a culture and a society that talks a lot about succeeding and failing as opposite things. And we have to work through and sort of process this idea that the lessons learned as you experience something other than what you expected or what someone might call failure. Failure is just experiencing different things than you expected that that in and of itself can be success, that the lessons that you learn as you live through your experiences can be successful because they bring you to higher knowledge and they bring you to better understanding and they bring you to better preparation for things that happen in the future. Something that I've learned a lot as I make things, I'm a maker, a crafter, a seamstress, and I am somewhat fearless about making things because I've learned through my whole life. I've been making things since I was a kid and really just um, was encouraged to experiment and to jump in. And if you, if it doesn't work out, 
you can just do it again or you can try a different way or maybe you'll end up with something better and different than you thought you were going to. So I've just been able to jump in to projects, um, especially like craft and sewing projects, really easily without a lot of fear of failure. I've learned that the purpose is the process. The purpose of the making for me is the things that I learn along the way, the actual hands-on material, the the sewing, the learning things, the touching things, the putting it all together, that I often enjoy the process far more than I enjoy the finished product. The finished product is just a thing that I can maybe wear or I maybe put it on a shelf and look at it or I mean maybe it's useful, maybe it's beautiful, but the process of making the thing is really the purpose for me. That's the piece that I really enjoy. If we can jump into our projects or our endeavors, the things that we want to do with this idea that we're not going to fail even if we don't hit the mark that we expect, even if the outcome doesn't look exactly the way that we assume it will, that there is no failure, that there's just a lesson to be learned. Whatever that is, is going to take us to a new level of understanding. We will be more willing to jump in and to begin and to understand that now is the right time for those things. All we have is to gain. We won't fail. We will simply learn. And if we do hit the mark or we do reach our expectations, then not only have we learned but we also then have have achieved the thing that we were going for, which if we don't even begin, then there's no chance of that. When you think about for yourself the most important lessons that you've learned in your life, so take a second and just think back on your life on, I think we all have those pivotal moments or those things that we've learned that we look back on and think that was a time that I really learned a lot or that was when that thing, that light bulb turned on for me. Consider the situation that was surrounding that time. I know for me, a lot of those hard lessons or important lessons that I learned came through doing things that were hard or facing things that felt like problems. Most of my important lessons of my life weren't learned through brilliant successes. A lot of them were learned as I attempted things and didn't succeed in the traditional sense. But what a success if I can look back and see that those are the times of my life that I grew and that I learned the most. I think that's a huge success. So number two, there is no failure, only lessons. Number three, the first step is the hardest. We love to be comfortable. We want to just keep doing the thing that we're doing, even if It's not what we want to be doing. We want to continue because it's easy and it's habitual. Sometimes breaking out of that to take a first step on a new project or a new venture or a new career path, all of those new things add just this next level of complexity and it feels so hard. It feels so difficult. And I have learned that once we get started in some small way, that it gets a lot easier to continue because then you've sort of opened the door on this thing and you get the ball rolling and you can it continues to roll. That's inertia, right? We learned that in, I don't know, physics class. As you get something going, that it will continue to go a lot easier. It's that first push that's the trickiest. So I like to think about what is that very first step? Like 
the first step of writing a book. Not that everyone wants to write a book, but that's something that I'm working on right now myself. And I have this big idea and I have all of these lessons that I've learned that I want to share and all of these experiences that I want to put out there. And it feels so massive. And about seven or eight months ago when I thought I really just need to start. If I start, it's more likely that I'll finish than if I don't ever start at all. And so the first thing that I thought of was to write a one-page outline. This is something that I could sit down in 15 or 20 minutes and write the outline. What do I want this to be about? Get all of those ideas and chapters and experiences and lessons and all of that stuff out onto one page. And I also allowed myself the idea that this was not going to be the official outline of the book, but this was going to be a starting place. Just getting the ideas out there so that then they were there to manipulate and to change and to think about and to add to and to use. What is that very first step? Opening the box. So Dave did me a great service when for Easter he gave me this Yeti microphone. He did my first step, which was find a tool that I might need for this podcast and give it to me. My first step was today, sitting down, opening the box, reading the instructions of how to plug the thing into my computer and, you know, pull up GarageBand so that I can figure out if it records and how I'm going to do that. And really, the very first step is just as simple as opening the box. Maybe you want to go on a big trip. Maybe that's something that's been in your head and you've been thinking about it and it's something you want to do and you can only think of all the obstacles and the reasons why now is not the right time. Maybe your first step is to just buy that plane ticket and trust that everything else is going to work itself out because now you're going. Once you get that plane ticket, you are going to get on that airplane and you're going to go. What is the thing that you've been sitting on? As I've been talking through this podcast about me starting the podcast as my example, but what is the thing that you want to do? It can be as small as cleaning your closet or organizing that junk drawer. It could be bigger like writing a song or launching a company. Whatever it is, think of that thing for you. What comes to mind when I talk about now being the right time? And I want you to break it down and think about what is the smallest and most simple first step for you to take now. Write that down. Write that down and then do it. I'm so excited for you. Because this first step, once you accomplish that, once you open that door, that first step really leads to being able to continue on. Then it's not just an idea. It's not something you've just been thinking about. It's something that you're doing because you've started it. And once you start, it's a lot easier to continue. Get going on that. Number four of the reasons to begin right now. Number four is that you don't need permission. We are trained to ask for permission for things from the time we're little. We raise our hands in class, even to go to the bathroom. You know, we have to ask someone if that's okay, if now's the right time. We wait to be invited to parties. We wait to have people tell us that this or that is okay. And it's so freeing when you come to the place where you understand that as an adult, you can do whatever you want. And that can be good. And, you know, the same goes for everyone else. So you can do whatever you want and the people around you can do whatever they want. And that sometimes affects you as well. But how awesome is it to sit and think that those things that you've been sitting on that you want to do, you can do them. Those are your opportunities. You create them. You make them. You live this life. You get to do that. And you don't have to have permission from anyone to do it. You can simply do it because you can. An example that's so interesting is that 
with my blog recently, I've been chronicling our renovation and I've been talking a lot about our house and the choices that we're making. And something that I decided a few months ago was that it would be a lot easier for me rather than to think about who this whole house and how it needed to be decorated and designed and and finished and unpacked and all of that. It was really overwhelming to consider the thing as a whole. And so I decided to break it down in my head into room by room. And I proposed this to my Instagram audience. I spent a lot of time over on Instagram and Instagram stories. And I said, I am going to focus on one room for one month. And I'm going to do that each month until my house is done. One room for one month. And I called it the Room by Room Challenge. And I invited people to join me. I even set up a Facebook group where I have, you know, over 500 people now who are doing this challenge with me, who are focusing on one room. And I give them some instructions, choose a room, write a list of all the things that need to happen, and then start doing them. And then you can share it here if you have questions. They can go to the Facebook group and ask questions. They can share on Instagram using the hashtag LFM room by room. And I really, it was a challenge that I wanted to do. It was the way that I wanted to get through it. And so I invited people to participate. I can't tell you how many people I have had thank me for this challenge because they said, I'm finally doing the thing that I'd wanted to do in this room. I'm finally focusing on the closet that I've been meaning to organize for five years. Thank you so much for inviting me to participate in this challenge because my husband and I finally painted the dining room and we've had the paint sitting in the garage and we just hadn't done it yet. And I'm so glad that you invited me to do it because now we got it done. And I am so happy that all of these people have felt like this challenge that I issued and that I've sort of proposed and invited them to participate in has been inspiring and really given them a nudge. And it's been also so interesting to think they could have done those things anyway. They didn't need my permission or my invitation to do the thing that they'd been wanting to do, but they used it as a stepping stone and I'm happy that they did that, but they could have done it anyway. You don't need permission. And so I want to give you right now the permission to do the thing that you've been thinking about during this episode. I'm inviting you right now to jump in, to make a mess, to get started, to learn as you go. The four reasons that now is the right time are these. Starting somewhere now is better than starting somewhere later. There is no failure. There are only lessons to be learned. So don't be afraid of the failure. Jump in. The first step is the hardest. Break it down. Find that first little tiny thing that you need to do to get the ball rolling so that you keep moving. You don't need permission. You can do whatever you want to do. That's up to you. So I'm excited to see what you do now that you have hopefully a little bit more inspiration and motivation to get started on that thing, whatever that may be. And I'd love for you to share that with me. If you feel inspired by this message in this episode of the podcast, I'd love for you to jump onto Instagram or to send me an email at livefreemiranda at gmail.com or send me a DM. I'm livefreemiranda on Instagram. Let me know what it is that you're getting started on and how it goes. The first episode is almost over, you guys. I'm feeling so inspired and excited by just jumping in. And I know that you're going to have that feeling when you start doing the thing that you want to do as well. To finish off this episode, I thought I'd do a little segment called Peaks of the Week. So at our house at dinner time, when we gather around the table, one thing we like to do with our kids is 
something we call the pit and the peak. And each of the kids, we invite them to share a pit or something that didn't go the way that they hoped during the day, kind of a low point, something that they needed to learn from, and then a peak, which was something awesome that happened during the day and a high point and something they wanted to share. And it's a great way for, I've, I've heard lots of people do this with different names. I've heard a rose and a thorn and people have said lots of different ways to do the same kind of conversation activity as a family. We use pit and peak and we really like that. It's been fun. It gets the kids talking and it gets us thinking about the good things and some of the tricky things that happen during the day. And we we are able to then share with each other and help each other and celebrate with each other. So I thought I would do that here, but just my peaks. So peaks of the week and what this is going to look like is just some of my very favorite things that happened this week in short kind of simple form. So my peak of the week as a meal, my goodness, you guys, I'm in Salt Lake City this week. My sister introduced me to this place called Spitz, S-P-I-T-Z, like a spit where you, you know, throw something over the fire and it turns. So it's like a modern sort of take on Greek food. And I have eaten it three times. I've been here for like six days and I've been back three times because it's so good. They have this thing called a donor bowl and it has sweet potato fries that are cut in that awesome waffle fry way that I really love. And then this awesome Greek salad that has olives and feta and cucumbers. And it's got this like really yummy vinegary dressing and it's so good. And then they put gyro meat on the top. And there's also some tzatziki sauce and this garlic aioli. And the whole thing just comes together so amazingly. And it's all of these delicious flavors and some of my very favorite things. So The Spitz Donor Bowl has been my peak meal of the week. My peak adventure this week was going out to Antelope Island. I called a friend down in Provo and we took our kids out to this island in the middle of the Great Salt Lake. It's called Antelope Island. It's a state park. It's just beautiful. It's just kind of in the middle of nowhere with the Great Salt Lake surrounding it. There's this wild roaming buffalo herd. It's a bison herd if we're being technical. Bison um, our American buffalo, and if there's, you know, water buffalo in Asia, those are, you know, it's different. But so these bison roam the island, and the we saw like hundreds of them together in this herd. We took a picnic, and it was just so fun to get out. It's local. It's like an hour away, and it's somewhere that I think people overlook. And it was really fun to choose somewhere nearby that is just an outdoor adventure and to go take the kids, take some good food and see the beautiful surroundings that are nearby. So that was my adventure of the week. My book peak of the week is something that I listened to on a road trip. It's called An American Marriage and I listened to it on Audible. Um, I don't have the author right in front of me. It was an Oprah's book pick of the month or I don't know exactly how her system works, but it was an Oprah book and It was really, really interesting and really fascinating. It's about an African-American couple and how they navigate the beginning of their marriage and then the husband is arrested for a crime that he did not commit and he's incarcerated. And the dynamic of this young couple trying to figure out what their relationship is supposed to be through this incarceration and then there's the family dynamics and there's the the racial issues at play and um it was just really a fascinating interesting 
emotional read in a good way and it got me thinking about lots of different topics and I really love a book that that gets me thinking so it's a fiction novel but it could easily you know I'm sure it reflects a lot of real life situations and so that was great my peak product this week is this sunscreen that's called super goop unseen at 40 spf it's a newer sunscreen I have talked about it on Instagram stories a couple times because I'm just fascinated with it. I've been looking for, I'm 35, so I'm looking for a sunscreen I can wear every single day, trying to keep that sun damage at bay. And this sunscreen I trialed when I was in New York. I just got like this little tiny trial pack of it at Saks Fifth Avenue, and I love it. It's so lightweight and fine it's like putting on powder and I don't even wear a lot of makeup so I don't wear powder the only thing that I can describe it as is that the sunscreen literally disappears onto your face normal sunscreens I put on my face I have like a little bit of greasy left behind or it's a little bit like kind of thick chalky feeling this sunscreen it's super goop unseen I'll put a a link in the show notes on the blog so you can go to livefreecreative.co backslash podcast and find it it disappears onto your face but then it's a protection of 40 SPF and I'm obsessed with it so I love that and then the last one the peak game of this week we love to play games especially with my kids I have a nine-year-old a seven-year-old and a four-year-old and if there's a game that we all can play together that's even better this game a lot of you probably heard of it but I had never seen it before it's called Uno Attack so it's like the traditional card game Uno but then there's this contraption that instead of just drawing a card or a couple when you need to draw cards you actually press a button and it may or may not shoot out a bunch of cards at you and it's so funny and so fun and kind of unexpected because sometimes you touch the button and you get nothing and sometimes you touch the button and 15 cards come flying in your face and it's really fun so my son had a sleepover with his cousin and when I picked him up, he was playing it and he did not want to leave. And he's just been talking and talking about it. And it looked so fun. I got to play for a little while and I think it's great. So Uno Attack is a game that we're going to add to our arsenal of family games. And I'm really excited to play it with my whole family. So I wanted to thank you so much for being here at Live Free Creative, the podcast. I hope that you have learned something during this episode. I hope that you've been interested and engaged and I hope that you've been able to reflect back on your own life and be inspired to live it a little bit more freely and adventurously and creatively and to just get started on that thing that you want to do. I appreciate your support and I hope that you'll tune in next time because now that we've gotten started you know that this ball is going to keep rolling. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.